Hi, gorgeous. This is episode number 258 with the business celebrity Jeffrey Hazlett. Hi, this is Jeffrey Hazlett. You're listening to Heart Sales, podcast with Christine Slonsky. Enjoy. Well, I am so super pumped about our guest today, a real business celebrity, Jeffrey Hazlett, who has bought and sold over 250 businesses in his lifetime so far and billions of dollars in transactions. He began in the printing industry and has reinvented himself into a Hall of Fame speaker, a Fortune 100 CMO, a TV personality, a podcaster, a best-selling author, and an entrepreneur. Well, talk about creativity. And his motto is change, adapt, or die. And we will be talking about this today, how you can change and adapt so that you do not need to die in your business or with your business, but you can have the impact you are looking for. Jeffrey is the primetime television host on C-Suite and the executive perspective live on C-Suite TV. And he is a host of the award-winning All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. Jeffrey is also the CEO of C-Suite Network, and that is the home of the world's most trusted network of C-Suite leaders and best-selling authors. His recent book, The Hero Factor, which we also will talk about in this episode, is how great leaders transform organizations and create winning cultures. So get out a piece of paper and a pen because you definitely want to take some notes and let's dive right in. I am so excited to have you on the show today, Jeffrey. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure. I'm so excited because you are a person that has reinvented himself so often. <laughs> and you're also somebody who says, well, if you don't reinvent yourself, then you basically will not survive, right? Change, adapt, or die. And with the status quo, especially in the times today, companies have just the biggest challenge to survive or if they just got on the radar to even understand what's going on. Well, to stand out, to, to be able to even stand out, you've got to develop new skills. And in fact, the, the branding of yourself, the branding of you, sell you, sell the company, sell the company, sell you. I started doing that when I was at a Fortune 100 co uh, company. I was using myself as the, oh, I, I called it the eye candy to get out there, you know, and getting on the news, getting in the media, anything to draw attention to my company, which is that time was Easton Kodak. That's what I wanted to do in order to try to at least bring some some value of what I call OPM, other people's money, to the equation. And, um, yeah, so to either change, adapt, or die. So we're always changing. I mean, it, it just as individuals, we, we get older. And what we used to look like when we were in our 20s, we don't look like that today, you know. So we and, – and I always say, well, we actually look better. And the reason for that is to be able to change yourself, to reinvent yourself. And I think we do that with our hairstyles. We do that with, you know, our clothes. We do that with fads. But, but why can't we do that with our own personalities? Why can't we do that with, because we change. I mean, we get grumpier, we get nicer, we get, you know, we get smarter. Uh, chances are we don't get dumber. There's a few of those people, but, but most of us, uh, we adapt and we change. And if we don't, I, I do think we wither. And, and brands and companies are exactly like that too. And so it's very critical for us to be able to, you know, go in it with that mindset. 
you know, a brand is nothing but a promise delivered. And so when you think about your brand, it's not that it's not the colors, it's not the things, you know, a lot of people I know that are in the speaking world or in the personality based business uh, world, they, you know, they talk about their brand, you know, like it's this or it's that. Well, no, it's really about a promise delivered. What is it you're doing for someone? And how are you delivering? And if you keep that at the forefront, well, that's, that's really the, that's really the marks of, 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 of really making it happen. So how can people, especially in today's world where everybody seems to panic or seems to worry, and I know that a lot of people are not, they see opportunity, but a lot of people who are not having big businesses yet or starting out and have a challenge in selling their services, they might be suffering even more. So yeah. how can they think bigger and act bigger? Like what advice could you give them? Stop listening to the voices that tell you you can't. I mean, that's the first thing, you know, I had a celebrity once come up to me and said, Jeff, how, why are you so sure of yourself? Why do you walk with so much swagger? I said, because I can. I mean, and, and not to, you know, to downgrade anyone else by it, but, you know, I'm one of those first business first responders who runs into the fire and, and or runs into the ne next, next wave of things that we've got to be able to do because I find that by utilizing those tools, they're good. But, but they said, you know, Jeff, what happens when those little voices come and tell you you can't? And I said, I just stopped listening to him a long time ago. And um, I'm comfortable with who I am with all of its uh, with all of its problems and issues and everything else that we all have. I mean, to, to think that we don't have them is crazy. To think that the most richest person in the world doesn't have those issues, doesn't have those doubts would be nuts because they're human. But the, the issue is to, to cross that chasm, to step across the line, to say, I'm no longer going to participate in that kind of self-destructive behavior or say that I'm not big enough. Well, you can be, you know, um, and, and let's think right now we're going to some ever-changing times. I mean, without question, they're challenges. But at the same time, don't forget in 2008, during the darkest recession, I mean, companies like Uber were born, uh, Airbnb were born. So there's opportunities for us galore in order to be able to, you know, to think big and act bigger. Don't forget, Christine, an idea without implementation is just air. Yes. I always say, stop just dreaming, act now. Yeah, you exactly. Know, you have today, right? If you're happy, healthy, like take action. Totally. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And we, you know, we, we all learn every day. Nobody's perfect. And once you got that concept that mm, the outer world is not looking at you all the time, judging because they are busy with themselves, life becomes much easier. Well, and don't forget, I mean, you're going to fail. All right. Oh, Let's be yeah. very, very clear. Um, you know, in fact, people talk about fail fast. Well, that's just bullshit. Don't fail fast. Win fast. You're going to fail. You're going to make mistakes. I make mistakes every single day. Hopefully they won't cost me my entire business and how I make them, but just we make mistakes all the time. But and by and large, the mistakes that we make, no one's going to die from a business perspective. Now, health and everything else, there's other things going on in the world that we have to worry about that are much bigger than that. But in the business world, the things that you and I do uh, every single day, no one's going to die. So why aren't you making these changes? Why aren't you taking those steps? Why aren't you risking a little bit? Because uh, by the risk, no pain, no gain. I mean, we all, you know, we can get into all these cliches about things, but, but uh, the key thing is not to fail fast, but to win fast. So have you always been that confident or is that something that grew with you and life experience? 
I think it grows with success. You know, once you've been through it, done it, been tested, I think that helps a great deal. Always seen that, done that. You know, I think that those things help a great deal. And of course, I've done it at, at bigger scales. You know, I've bought and sold over 250 businesses, about 25 billion in transaction. I've you know traveled the world many times over. Um, you know, some countries hundreds and hundreds of times and, 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 and done business as chairman of a company in India, chairman of this, chairman of that, chairman, of, you know, done those. So when you, when you get, you go through those, I mean, that helps you, but yeah, but here, take the zeros off, take the experience off. If you do it, do it, you know, and the more you find it, you know, I'm from South Dakota. We're a flyover state in the, in the state, in the United States, whatever there, you know, this is you and I are in the same room or population density. Everybody's talking about physical di- distancing right now. We've been practicing that in my state since 1889. I mean, we're <laughs> very rural, but you know, I learned early on that, Whatever I did in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, I could do in New York. I could do in Tokyo. I could do in Berlin. I could do. I could do in London, and just different. That's all. Same, but different. Okay, great. It didn't. And by the way, there's no difference between a, a business on Main Street or High Street than there is on Wall Street. It's just the numbers of zeros. Take all that away, strip it all down. We're just people running businesses. That's it. So um, yeah. So I yeah, I've had the same confidence, and I I can do what others do and I can do it better or I think I can do it better or I wouldn't have, I wouldn't do what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Think you can do it better. That gives you that push, right? That gives you that go for it. If you fail, you fail. But if you win, the rewards are going to be big. Yeah. But also understand your limitations. There are some things I don't do as well. All right. But I got to go get some good people who do it. And, and, you know, my biggest thing right now, in fact, or I'm writing it down on all my list every day, delegate, delegate, delegate. I'm, you know, because I like to do everything. I mean, uh, I mean, I like to do everything and uh, just because I can, and I think I can do it better than anyone. I mean, that's the confidence that I have with that. But at the same time, I know that's not the best use of my time, nor are there things that I should be doing because I'm just not the person who should be doing that. There's better people who have more domain knowledge, more in-depth knowledge, more, uh, you know, whatever experience all the way around. And that's, that's, that's the things that's the, that's the mark of leadership. That's the mark of, you know, what, uh, uh, Jason Forrest, a friend of mine, owns Forrest uh, Performance Sales, I think is the group, performance group, and he helps teach, teach, teach sales leaders. And he goes, no, show, do. You know it, show it, let them do it. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah, and, I like that. Yeah. 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 And, and so for somebody who is maybe a solopreneur or, you know, somebody with a BA, like a small enterprise and they still do everything themselves because they love doing it and they think they can do it better. What advice could you give them to delegate? Like what, what helps you to delegate, to let go of it? Well, scale, if you want to get to scale, that's what you have to be able to do, you know, and that's a typical thing for most, most people start off as a one, one woman, one man band and move to devout followers where they get a couple of people who they just, you know, plug the hole and, and they do anything the jack of all trades. And then you move to skilled practitioners and professionals that you bring in. But the key is that to really outline what are your conditions of satisfaction? What is it that you want to get from the business and where do you want to go? And by outlining that and keeping it at the forefront, then you can start to, you know, lay out your days, lay out your months, lay out your weeks, lay out your quarters, your years as to where I want to go. 
you know, and what are my two or three or five to six main things I've got to get accomplished per day, per week, per month, per quarter, per year in order to gain that scale. That's part of my, my conditions of satisfaction, but most people don't spend enough time just focusing in on those conditions of satisfaction. Yeah, I think that's, that's an important point. Maybe we can go a little bit deeper. How can you set yourself up for a system to follow? Because oftentimes, especially when, you know, the, maybe it's a solopreneur or a small company, it's more like you kind of hustle, you kind of do, you, you act or react, but you don't really have that plan that you follow. And it mm. seems like you are very clear on these are these things I want to accomplish this week. This is for the months. This is for the year. And you just go for it. Well, if you don't have a plan, you'll never get there. If you don't have an itinerary, you'll never get to your destination. If you don't have a ticket, you'll never, you'll never for sure get there. I mean, so those are the things you have to lay out. It's like, what is it we want to do? And I, you know, we get back to understanding in the C-suite network, at least what are your values? You know, I want to know what the values are first. You know, how are we going to operate? What is the way we're going to operate? What kind of business are we going to be in? And that relates to my own personal values about how I want to treat people and, and operate. But, but from there, that then drives, you know, okay, now what are our business goals and where do we, and how do we want to reach them? And, and then just to, you know, start backtracking the plan. And if you don't have a plan, I can guarantee a hundred percent you're not, or maybe 99, because there is one of the 1% that get pretty lucky, but the 99%, you, if you don't, if you don't plan to get there, you're not going to get there. Yeah. So many of our listeners have a gift, have a talent. They're really passionate about what they do, but they are fearful of selling. They are fearful <laughs> of, you know, asking for money or putting the right price tag on their services and products. That's okay. I'll do it. <laughs> you know, if you don't, I will. Meaning if you don't, if you don't feel comfortable in asking or getting the value of what you provide, then you should be working for somebody else. I mean, that's a pretty clear statement. Well, it is. It, it is without question. I have no qualms whatsoever saying I'm worth this and value this and my self worth or the worth of my business or services and the worth of my people that work with me. So I have no issue in saying, I, 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 you know, this is what we're worth and this is, and I'll stand hold to it. You want to negotiate that, change that, but you got to ask. If you don't ask, you don't get. I mean, my gosh, if you see the beautiful woman across the room and you never, never went over and asked her to dance, you'll never dance. You'll never dance. And, then, and if, I, if that had been true, I never would be married uh, for 40 years now. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm glad you had the confidence back then. <laughs> yeah, well, she still says after 40 years, that she still says it's the best 11 non-consecutive years of her life. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Good job. <laughs> yeah, I think it does come down to, to your why, like what's driving you. And then totally. you have to give it to the world and you have to find a way to make it work so that you get what you're worth. And so we are coming back to the self-worth to understanding what you can deliver and how much you should be charging for it. So basically and then it's a and practice. Then, yeah. But also then understand how that sets in the industry, how that sets with your, those that you might consider your peers or those that are what you might consider aspirational in terms of where you want to go. Um, 
you know, I, and, and then, you know, if you're a speaker or, or, you know, a person who trades time for money to some extent, even though you've got the expertise, you also have to look at inventory. Your time is inventory. There's a lot of things that could go into the factors of, of how you utilize that and best utilization of time. In fact, my company, my team looks at that. I'm an asset, you know, not only do I have the C-suite network, but, uh, but there's also, we have a public relations and marketing company called tall grass. Cause if you want to run with the big dogs, you have to learn to pee in the tall grass. That's the slogan for the company. And then they have me, which is a brand itself in terms of speaking, the, the, the media that I do television and podcasting and the, the, you know, the work that I do as a commentator. And, and so we have that and we treat that as best use of inventory. So we use me as best use of inventory. Where should I be and how should I be able to provide services in and out of the company? And what's the best use of our time? Hmm. And that's applicable to every size of company, right? You just get it, need to get clear. Totally. Even yeah. if I were the chief marketing officer of Eastman Kodak or say the CEO of a large publicly traded company, there are people who will be sitting down to decide what the CEO, how much time is allotted for this, this, and this, because if they waste time, I mean, you know, when I was at that level, um, you know, people would great meet me outside my hotel room at 7 a.m. to go for the day at a trade show, for instance, and my entire day was planned out. There were, you know, they would have brought me my coffee and egg sandwich so I can eat as I'm walking. Uh, someone wanted, went ahead to press the elevator buttons you know, to make sure the elevator. So they didn't even want me wasting. They would have pre-walked the routes of how we would have gotten from one booth or one meeting to another. That's how well it was planned out because they don't want me going down the wrong aisle or over to the wrong part of the meet building because I've wasted three minutes. That's valuable time. And, and so these are best use, best use of time, best use of inventory. So yeah, you, you want, and by the way, as I said earlier, that's why I'm, that's why I'm delegating more, right? Because yeah. it's best use of time. Yeah. So getting, getting really understanding the concept of your time as the biggest asset that you have yourself. And then also for your company, I think it's really important. And I see that a lot of people are not that clear about this. Totally. And, and that's one of the big steps that you have to be able to make. Yeah. So do you remember what the first thing was that you ever sold in your entire life? Oh, yeah, totally. I, there are two things I remember. I sold, this, I, I sold a magazine door to door uh, as a kid called True Grit. And it was a boys, it was a boys magazine. And, I, and Boy's Life was the other one. And I actually went door-to-door -door selling these magazines like for 25 cent per subscriptions. And then the other thing that I sold and I was really good at it was barbecue tickets for the baseball team. I used to win every year. For years, I would go out and I would sell um, tickets to this barbecue to raise money for the Little League. And I used to win all the time. Cool. Well, that gives you some sales confidence, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but there's no way that you would let your kid go off and do what I did back then. You know, I went door to door in places that I, my parents had no clue. There was no phone. I'm, I'm a kid. I'm 10, I'm nine, eight, nine, 10 years old going door to door. Wow. Yeah. Well, days have changed a little bit. <laughs> exactly. But there are other opportunities, right? You can do, you didn't have an internet. So now you can sell on the internet. 
Yeah, now a kid could set up a you know, website and do search analysis and, yeah. and buy the right terms and can and never leave. And YouTuber with eight or nine years old and yeah, you know. and make a ton of money. Yeah, so cool. So, did you ever have a challenge when somebody then rejected you in terms of sales, like when they said no? All the time. I don't you can, buy. Uh, every day. Every day. Every day it still happens. People don't see the value. They don't get what I'm doing. But, you know, my belief is that you're just an idiot or I, or I haven't done my job well enough and I'm going to keep going at it until you do because I believe in what I do. I drink the Kool-Aid. So, yeah, but that happens every day. Or Yeah, I wish I could sell 100% of everything I try. I sell a pretty good percentage of it. But, you know, that's, but not everybody believes what you got. Not everybody likes your approach. Not everybody likes what you have to offer or what you have to say. And, you know, we sit in the back of the audience when you're giving a speech with their arms crossed going, that idiot. You, know, <laughs> you get that all the time. That's okay. I can't help it. You can't stop stupid, you know. <laughs> yeah. But it, I mean, you, you, obviously you have a great picture in your head that helps you to not get worried about rejection, just to move on. <laughs> Yeah. Them. Well, I mean, you're not, you're just not going to win them all. You can't, you know, you'll never, you know, if you're playing basketball, you never make every shot. If you're, you know, if you're a rifle or a gun shooter or, you know, hunter, you'll never get every bird. You just won't, it won't happen. It just, but, but if you don't take the shots, you don't have a shot, you know? Yeah. So that's the thing is to take, an, take enough shots. You'll get better and better at it. You'll, you'll, you'll learn more. You'll get, you'll adapt, you'll change. But, um, but if you never take the shots, you never win. Totally. So what, what do you want to leave us with before this wonderful episode? Well, I, the, I think we just, we said it earlier, the, the, you know, an idea without implementation is just air. So, you know, everybody always asked me, what's the, what, what were the things you tell people to do? I said, just focus and do it, focus and do it. Keep the same thing. Repeat it after me. Just focus and do it. Yeah. So the links to your website and all your social media will be on the show notes what should people check out when they, when they go to your website? Where, where do you want to lead them? Well, I tell you what, if you, what the, my, my most recent book is the hero factor. And if you go to the herofactorbook.com, we'll give you a free assessment all about your company and how you stand up against other companies. And do you have the hero factor? Do you have what it takes to, to earn more than your competitors, to gross more than your competitors, to have happier employees, more engaged customers, vendors who want to do business with you and be revered in your community. That's what hero companies do every single day. And so I'm helping lead the hero club as part of the C-suite network to, to make sure that we have, uh, we have businesses leading with the hero factor. Mm, awesome. Thank you so, so much. I'm looking forward to our next episode and we're definitely going to go into the hero factor <laughs> because I think people need to know more. My pleasure. Thank you so much. I really hope, Gorgeous, you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I had a ton of fun, but also I really was reminded about some really great principles you should have in business. And I loved when Jeffrey said an idea without implementation is just air. And also his view on failing. Don't fail fast, win fast. I mean, what a concept, right? So... If you are trying to create a brand, then remember that a brand is nothing more than a promise delivered. So you need to have a plan 
to get from A to B and to deliver your promise. So what can you do today to deliver your promise? Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab and find the links to Jeffrey. He's just one click away. You can connect with him on social media. You can check out his homepage. You can go to the Hero Factor book page. All the links are at christineschlonsky.com forward slash podcast. And once you're over there and you are not yet a subscriber of the Empowerment Notes, you really want to sign up now because you will get all the amazing updates on Heart Sales Podcasts, really great resources I'm sharing with you, stuff I usually do not share on social media, as well as an invitation to the Heart Sells members community. This is a community that will blow your mind off and it is a collection, so to speak, of heart-centered business builders. And that's what we do inside. We build our businesses from our hearts, with our hearts, so we can have an impact in the world that's positive and also with that impact, make our dreams come true. So hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab, check all that great stuff out and make sure you tune in to the next episode with Jeffrey because we will be going even deeper on that hero journey on making sure you are set up in your business in a way that it A, makes sense, that it's scalable and that you really are set up to win like a hero. So thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. And I'm saying bye for now. Bye.